Welcome to the Pitching Backwards Lefties Get Loose podcast. Here are your hosts, Griffin and Welly. Hi, welcome to the first episode of Pitching Backwards Lefties Get Loose. I am Griffin Fabitz and I am joined by my co host, Kyle Wellman. Kyle, we have been talking about this for quite some time. I'm very excited for this. So let's start out now by kind of just some introductions about ourselves. Let's go first with you. Well, so I'm Kyle Wellman. Go by Welly to those who know me dearly. A little background. Uh, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and Griffin and I actually went to high school together, played a little ball in the summers, and that's, I'd say, where the beginning of this idea started. It was just we both loved to talk baseball and uh, loved being around the field and stuff. So after high school, I left and moved to Arkansas, where I play at a Division three school called Hendricks College, and I will yell roll dricks until the day I die. So first off, as far as what I'm excited about for this is I just want people to understand how much Griff and I love the game and how excited we are to bring some different angles and assets that you know the, the game can offer. And we're going to talk about prospects, you know, interviews, you know, just about anything you can think of as far as the lines of baseball go that we're going to bring up. And I am Griffin. I am a um, I'm a junior sports journalism major at Arizona State University. Yeah, kind of like Kyle said, we just really love baseball, which is a blessing and a curse in a time where baseball is not being played. And I, I think this is an interesting time to start something like this because there is such a, a void right now in so many in in the hearts of so many baseball fans that. You know, we want to talk about baseball now more than ever, and I think a lot of people want to hear and learn about baseball now more than ever. So yeah, I think we just have we, we just want to have fun doing this. I think we have some really cool stuff planned. I uh, it's kind of funny how this started. I I had my own podcast that I kind of do on the side, and I had Kyle on last week, and we kind of on the podcast went on like a 10-15 minute tangent about how just talking about baseball and stuff. And afterwards, we kind of said to each other. Maybe we should do a baseball podcast. We talked about 15 minutes of baseball, completely off script, effortlessly, and it was we had a really fun time doing it. So I think the uh, well, how, how did we come up with pitching backwards? Let's let's get into the origin of the name itself. <laughs> well, I also wanted to note it's important to recognize we didn't go on a 15 minute tangent of broad baseball topics. We went on an Ian Kinsler tangent, <laughs> which is doesn't seem like an easy 15 minutes, but it was pitching backwards. It kind of came, we we said that we couldn't start until we felt that we had a perfect name, a name that would represent how we feel about the sport, how we feel about something fun, something exciting, and we got to thinking, and Griffin kept saying, it's got to be something with lefties, because we're both left-handed pitchers. One thing led to another, and we said, you know, what comes from lefties is, you know, lefties pitch backwards. They don't always have the vibrant fastballs, and... You know, not all of us lefties are all this Chapman, especially when you're a Division three left-handed pitcher. So pitching backwards, lefties got loose, got started, because we kind of liked the idea of just two lefties hanging out and talking shop like we would during the summers, you know, during high school. That's perfect. Yeah, I love it. And, and lefties are very, kind of have an unorthodox way of going about everyday things, right? So I think pitching backwards is the perfect way to kind of summarize that. So I, I think one of the first topics that we're kind of going to delve into right now is this is something we've been thinking about lately the smoothest swing in baseball this is a fun topic every once in a while i'll see it on my on my twitter timeline and stuff like that so kyle i'll ask you first in your opinion and i know the answer because i know your background as a seattle mariners fan 
Who has the smoothest swing in, in the history of baseball? If we're talking the history of baseball, anybody in their right mind, it's going to be hard to make an argument that it's not Ken Griffey Jr. You know, if you, if you look at the smoothness, the, the, the calm factor that came in with the kid just taking a hack, I think the thing that's most beautiful about Jr.'s swing to me is, is if you go back and watch young Ken Griffey Jr., I think so often a big, tall, strong lefty, you'd expect him to be kind of a dead pole guy. But his swing was beautiful to all parts of the field. His first base hit as a big leaguer, you know, as the kid, was a ground rule double to left center. And I I just think that there's so much, such a smooth pass at the ball from the second he hits it to the stare with the one arm, you know, the left arm up and the right hand on the bat with it touching the ground. It's just just perfect from start to finish. Who takes the crown for the, the current best swing in baseball? So I'm going to go with a little bit of a hot take here, but one that I'm pretty big on and always have been. I love watching Didi Gregorius swing a bat. I know that he might not be like the number one sweetest swing that comes to mind when we talk about current baseball, but when he was with the Diamondbacks when he was early in his career, I remember watching him and just thinking, that bat could hurt a baseball. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I just remember thinking, he's not swinging particularly aggressively in terms of falling all over the place, but just the bat speed. And I felt at all times, like if Didi Gregorius got a pitch that was up in the zone, he was going to drive it somewhere really far and really hard. There's something about a left-handed swing that is just so pretty. And maybe this is... One, because I'm left-handed. Two, because I never had that sweeping, <laughs> beautiful swing like so many people do. But three, when I when I thought about this, there were three guys who came to mind, all left-handed. Prince Fielder, who I loved watching because it was such a violent, like you said, kind of like Didi. You knew that swing could do damage. And there, you know, I think of his, his home run swings where he knows it off the bat. And he just, I, I love watching when he knew he hit a home run and just completely disregarding the bat and just dropping it. It's like the bat did its job and it was just such a pretty, pretty stroke. I also think of Francisco Lindor, who I think is, is currently has the sweetest swing in baseball. And I also love Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. Again, he starts off high, his hands are high, and it's just such a graceful, sweeping motion. I don't know what it is. I think there is a bias there because I'm left-handed. But left-handed swings are just beautiful to watch. Well, what's weird to me and, and something that's interesting is people have been telling us that forever is, you know, the lefty with the down and in path, you don't miss, you know, down and into a lefty. It's a, just a sweet spot that they all seem to have. If you think about conceptually, they're just mirroring each other. There's nothing that should be different, but there's just something about watching a lefty who has a little bit of feel and a lot of grace swing a bat. Another name we talked about a little bit was you look at a guy like Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks who you know finished pretty high in MVP voting, in my opinion, out of the clouds. I was big on him in Seattle, but he, he's just really developed into kind of a five-tool player, in my opinion. But being able to hit from both sides of the plate, similar to a Lindor, and to be able to have power and keep that smooth swing is just all the more impressive to me. So I think switch hitting guys who hit left-handed, those just, I mean, it just kills me. Mm -hmm. It's it's too much almost. And we kind of talked about on the flip side, for some odd reason, there's beauty in the violence of swings. Like we talked about 
Kyle Schwarber, Daniel Vogelbach. <laughs> I I said Adrian Beltre, who it's not pr- it's not necessarily pretty. It's very violent, and it it I think of Adrian Beltre hitting home runs from a knee. That doesn't scream grace or elegance but there's something about taking hacks and getting it done i that's 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 pleasing to watch i love those absolutely i mean take your carlos gomez i mean a guy who literally like falls down swinging at breaking balls in the dirt but that one you know that he connects with is just unreal i mean the torque of that back leg going through adrian beltre so hard that he ends up on a knee and hits a home run mm-hmm. it's just it's absurd really i mean it's it's it was too much for me to handle when he was with the Mariners, and it just hurt me to watch when he was with the Rangers because I just loved Adrian Beltre for everything he was. And there are so many swings that I'm sure we're leaving out, but the ones that come to mind that are most visually appealing are the ones, the just such a smooth, compact stroke like a Lindor. I, I, I really like Corey Seager as well. I'm sticking with the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger has, also has a really cool swing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Arizona boy. His swing is like it's almost like a a a, a mixture of grace and and smoothness, but also it, it can be violent. I, I I don't know. There, it's swings like that are just so so pretty to watch. Well, I think what I like about it is that there's so many different unique swings that are all perfect in their own way. You know, you look at Bellinger. I mean, I can't imagine a guy other than him standing kind of feet closed almost, you know, feet together sort of. And it's just a kind of dip and a drive. And, you know, he's just unreal. I mean, you're looking at one of the best hitters in the National League, an absolute Arizona Diamondback assassin, just a a power. I mean, just the power and the the grace in his swing is just something else. Maybe that's why it's so so pretty to watch because, like you said, his stance, it's a pretty quiet stance, right? I mean, he's straight up. Bats, you know, touching like the back of his jersey, and then all of a sudden he just jumps at the ball and lets loose. And in a matter of seconds, it's like, wow, ball just completely jumps off of his bat. That's just a pretty act to watch. Do you think we'll see Bellinger be a guy who reaches the 400 home run club? He is at a very interesting pace. He had that insane rookie year, right? And then uh-huh. he had a down year, which his down year, I'm sure a lot of players across baseball would kill to have a down year like that where he's still hitting over what 30 home runs like he is just such a good hitter naturally yes yeah, so he's at he's at 111 how many years has he been in the league now three, three? Years. yeah what are the home runs by year for him so he's at his rookie year he had 39 his second year he had 25 and last year he had 47 yeah so that I mean, that, that second year call it a sophomore slump but that was <laughs> incredible you know what if i can you know if i can get my utility right fielder first baseman to hit 25 bombs in a slump you know i think we're going to be okay especially when you got to line up around him like you know what la's put together exactly so i think i wouldn't be surprised if he's in the 400 450 range by the end of his career so here's what you know looking at bellinger's stats just on mlb.com his batting average on balls in play during his sophomore slump as we're calling it because that's what we're going to roll with i like that (laughs) He hit 313 on batting on balls in play. Yeah, that'll play. <laughs> you know, you're looking at a guy who's, you know, getting well over 120 hits a season. He had 170 hits last year. The funny thing you kind of alluded to is that first or second year, it's almost like you kind of could hide him in that Dodgers lineup. Like, it's so deep. Now he's more of a focal point of that offense. But for those first two years, he could you could hide him. 
he is just absolutely incredible. So no, I don't I don't think it's it's too much to to say he's going to be in that 400 450 club. He's also I mean, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but he's he's a guy from Hamilton. He went, yep. you know, he's from Chandler, Arizona and it's it's super cool. I think there's a little bit of Arizona pride that comes along with seeing these guys who have made it. And it's just exciting. You know what I mean? How many how many guys did we go to high school with, you know, that are playing pro ball now and it's like, you know, when they make the big leagues it's just you know, you're not going to believe it. I mean, I think it's, it's it gives me a certain sense of pride that even though I'm not a huge Dodgers guy as it is. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a fun fact that I kind of just discovered. The f- three of us, me, you, and Cody Bellinger, have combined for 111 <laughs> home runs. That's unreal. That is r- not enough people are talking about that. I think it's telling that he's doing the home run hitting and we're talking about it. We're, we're the ones podcasting about it. If that's, I think that's as telling as it gets. It starts to make you wonder, could he do it without us? You know, a new murderer's row. <laughs> right, right. So I think before we kind of wrap this up, Kyle, did you want to kind of hint at who we are welcoming on the show for our very first guest next week? Yeah, so we're super excited about this one. And, you know, more so from the perspective of this has been something we've been talking about for a while, but we wanted our first guest to be somebody that we thought would embody the podcast as a whole and that their story is something that people who don't know that much about professional baseball can learn from. So our first guest is going to be Logan Porter. He is a catcher first baseman in the Kansas City Royals organization, and we'll get more into it with him. We'll kind of dive into these things, but just to give you a basic outline, he played Division Two baseball and then ended up being a late draft pick for the Royals and is now winning awards left and right and absolutely tearing it up in the minor leagues. And so we've reached out to Logan and asked him, you know, and basically told him like, Hey, you know, we're starting this podcast and we want people to learn about baseball and have fun doing it. And that, you know, not all stories start at Vanderbilt university, you know? And and so we're super, super pumped that we're going to be having Logan on, you know, next week. And we're going to sit down with them, hear about his story and we'll undoubtedly ask him some questions that he has no idea what are coming that'll be really funny, and I think he's going to really enjoy it. Perfect. Well, that is all I have for episode one. Kyle, do you have anything else to add? No, just thanks for joining in, and you know, we're really, really excited about this. This is something that we've wanted to do for a long time, and we're looking to grow and learn just as much as you guys are. So thanks for joining in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pitching Backwards, Lefties Get Loose, a podcast about all things baseball. Give us a follow on Twitter at PitchingBCKWRDS and join us in loving America's pastime.